Today, we are going to talk with Becky, which is the co-host of Grit and Grace. And I'm super excited because although we've grown up together and I, I don't know you know, everything about you, all your traumas, just like you don't know mine. So it'll be very interesting to um, get your perspective, your narrative on all of this stuff, because we are so completely different. Um, yes, we are. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be great to also, of course, let the listeners know that we do have, you know, we struggle with things just like they do. So I'm excited oh. to hear about you. <laughs> cool. All right. I'll just jump right in. You know, it's funny that we get to sit here and hear women share their stories with us and like all of their trauma and what they've gone through and how they overcame it. And according to social media, and we've talked about this, you know, it's, it's kind of a highlight reel. And I think you and I have done a really good job. I know you have, and I'm, I'm getting better at becoming vulnerable and just kind of opening up and talking about real and raw stuff that matters mm -hmm. versus, you know, a perfectly painted picture on social media. And to anyone, yeah, anyone we've grown up with, anyone that sees me, I mean, they, they might have noticed a few bumps in the road in the past couple of years. But other than that, they're like, oh, her life looks pretty sweet. And I, I love my life. I have a great life now. But the last, I would say, especially the last three years, I've gone through the ringer and it has been the hardest time of my life undoubtedly i could i could talk on so many different things as far as trauma goes but i'm just gonna go with the most recent because it took me to a place where i've had to become really strong and it's really opened my eyes to the kind of person i am and the kind of person i want to be and and how i want to handle life moving forward so long story short um you know i i went to college i had a, a shotgun wedding i um, was expecting my oldest daughter logan she's 16 now and she's the the best thing that ever happened to me uh, followed by her little sister and that that marriage unfortunately ran its course i think we were just young and i i made poor decisions due to alcohol or college or whatever. And after, after seven years, everyone deserves to be loved and, and in a marriage, you should want to be in that marriage and not just because it was the thing to do or somebody made you or, right. or, you know, suggested it. So I did get a divorce. And then after several years of tumultuous experiences or dating life or whatever, I think as I got older, I really gave up hope that I would find love and be with someone that I I thought could be my my equal and, and that we could love and lift each other up. And I also was afraid that I was getting too old and that I wouldn't be able to have any more children. And that's something that I think I've come to appreciate more as I got older. And so three years ago, my partner and I met in the middle between Mitchell and Sioux Falls. We, we met 30 miles coming from both ways. And I got a steal on a house in a town of 500 people, five bedrooms, three bathrooms on seven lots, right? So it's like, it was too much to manage for a single mom. But at the time it was good. We were confident that that's where we needed to be. And the relationship became unhealthy. There was some deceit and decisions had to be made. When my son was 10 weeks old, um, things ended and I became a single mom. And I've never been so scared in my life. Like I've never felt so low and desperate and like helpless, you know? 
getting ultrasounds before he was born and, and he had a cyst on his, in his brain and they didn't think that he was going to make it to birth. And then my, my dog died of a neurological failure a week before my son was born. And then after he was born, I, I had so many physical problems like healing up and I had postpartum depression. Mm -hmm. And so it all kind of stacked on top of everything. And then when I was a single mom, it was just like, what am I going to do? Like, this isn't the life I wanted. I, I felt like I chose it for myself, but I didn't choose it for myself being like that. I thought it was going to be different. And I thought the situation that I was in was very different from the reality of it. So... I, I, I bucked up and I was like, well, I'm, I'm going to do this. You know, I'm tired. I'm physically suffering. And I just probably a few months in, I remember being so lonely in this town and being off the grid, not knowing anybody. I drove around the block and there was a girl, it was snowing and I like stopped and I was like, Hey, do you need help? And I, I pushed her out. And I'm so thankful I ran into her that day because she ended up being my saving grace. There was a lot of, a lot of rain and snow melting. I don't know if you remember the spring where like everything was flooding and houses were floating down the yes. river. My house yeah. is the only one super affected by this. And I'm, I'm standing on my stairs with a baby on my hip. Like I can't lift stuff still, but I'm, I'm holding him. And there's water coming in through my basement. There was like 10 inches of water in my front yard and it's now pouring in to my basement. I had just finished my daughter's bedrooms. We had just gotten settled in. I'm, you know, stressed and overwhelmed. And I remember having to cut the power downstairs and it was like a scene from Titanic. Like you go downstairs in this, this Oh, dark I remember place. seeing pictures of it. Yeah. There was, I think, six or seven inches of water that made it in my basement. Yeah. Keep in mind, I had planned on a double income, right? Like to, to maintain this giant property. Right. There ended up being like $10,000 worth of damage and flooding. But more than that, it was eerie. I, was, I cut the power. I was walking around with the flashlight. All of our belongings were floating there. And I was just so defeated. I was like, I can't even do anything about this because my, my son needs me. And that girl that I, that I stopped and pushed out of the snow, her husband drove by and was like, oh, there's water like up to her garage. And he, he was like, hey, you want to reach out and ask that girl if she's okay? And she did. And before you know it, this small town rallied. And these people that I didn't even know showed up with shop backs and mops. And we just, we were up until two in the morning and they were helping rip up carpet and, and helping move all of my stuff stuff. And it was just what I needed at that time when I felt yeah. so freaking alone. And I'll never forget how thankful, how grateful I was in that moment where all these people that didn't have to care, they could have been like, that mm -hmm. sucks. And they just showed up and, and they were there for me. After that, it seems like the following year, it was like everything that could have possibly gone wrong did. Uh, like before, you know, there's a snake den in my fire pit and there's like 13 <laughs> snakes that me and my neighbor are trying. She's like, hands me some gloves and a bucket. And she's like, here, Rebecca. And I was like, what do I do with these? She's like, you pick up the snakes and you put them in the bucket. And I was like, oh, what? <laughs> what? Um, but, but we took care of it. And every time I, you know, cursed at the sky when my snowblower broke or, or my, my car broke down, I swear, I was driving a car to go pick up a car that had broken down earlier that day, and that car broke down. And I was like, <laughs> what do I do? What do 
is my life. And I mean, I can't, there's, there's so many other things that are just like, this can't even happen to a normal person. Um, and it was, it was, it was the hardest year of my life and, and so difficult that I remember collapsing on my living room floor and just sobbing. And it was just the lowest point. And, you know, I grew up, I grew up Lutheran. And then I would say after my divorce, I was leaning more toward agnostic. I think at that point in time, I, I was like, how, how could this, how could this happen? How could someone let this happen? Even though it was like all my fault, <laughs> like things that I did to get there. In, in a moment of desperation, I, I prayed and I, it's so crazy to me because in that moment I was like, I was like, just give me peace. Give me peace. <laughs> in the hot seat, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I said, give me peace. And I said, give me a sign. In that moment, that's all I could think to say and ask for. Now I need to backtrack because this is important. Seven months prior, I was designing my living room and like playing around with some decor. And there's a company that likes to rip the bindings off of books, okay? So it's just like you tear the binding off and it's just like white and you, you stack them together or you use them to stack stuff on, right? And I always wanted to do that. So I purchased like 14 random discarded books from a library for like 25 cents a piece. And they sat in my house for seven months. And I had no intention of doing anything for a while. It definitely wasn't on my list of stuff to do in that right. moment. You know, I had enough going on. I picked myself up after that moment where I just sobbed and I said, give me a sign and please give me peace. And I got up and I was like, what can I do? Just, I need to get up and do something. And I ran to my bedroom and I grabbed this stack of books and I went back to the living room where I had been sitting and I started tearing these covers off, like one by one. I'm, I don't read I, that might be offensive to people. I have ADD. Like, I don't have time for that. I don't focus on it. I don't care to have books. And so I'm just tearing these things up. And like seven books in, I was like, what am I tearing up? And I, I flip one over. And after I tore the binding off, I just see the last paragraph of a book. And it's like this big. And it was like, uh, Lily sighed and he spoke softly. And then it was... May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you yep. and grant you peace. peace. And it was like, hello? <laughs> like For someone who didn't believe and, and reached out in a moment of desperation and just despair and just being lost. And I asked for a sign and peace. And I had a literal sign in my hands that said, may the Lord grant you peace. And I was like, dude, <laughs> like, what? <laughs> So I was like, all right, okay, all right, I'm, I'm listening. So that really gave me a lot of strength. And, and it was hard to even convince myself that, that it was real. I mean, it was such a bizarre thing. And for me, you know, I have to see to believe, but my mentality really changed when I was like, the most powerful forces in the universe are things we cannot see. Like gravity can kill us. Love or lack thereof, you know, can, mm -hmm. can make something, a plant shrivel up and die. Yeah, love and, and gravity. We can't see oxygen, but if we didn't have it, we would be dead. Like the most powerful things in the universe that we can't see are, are there. And so that really helped me turn things around. And like, it gave me something to rely on and not feel like I had to carry 
all of this weight. And in addition to that, it's, it's weird. Like my mentality entirely changed after that. And I became so strong, just the, the, the stuff that I had to learn how to do as, as a homeowner and a single mom in the middle of nowhere, where there aren't a lot of resources here. And so you just have to buck up and go on YouTube and learn how to do it yourself. And you have to learn how to jump your cars, even if there are like sparks flying and you're like, Oh my God. And the kids are like, mom, it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> but I, it made me so, so strong. And I think the biggest thing aside from, you know, realizing that I wasn't alone and realizing that I had people and really good people in my corner. And so, so did my son, you know, that he wasn't going to be alone and, and he wasn't going to have to feel like he wasn't worth it or he wasn't a priority. He has so many people that love him. And I just always remember there are a lot of things that are not temporary and we have to accept them and move forward. But a majority of what we deal with from day to day, it's temporary. And I always think of that word to get me by in hard moments. Like this won't matter or make a difference tomorrow. Like I'm going to get through this and I'm strong. It's crazy having gone from a place where I was just at my lowest point And I was like, how did I get here? I didn't want to be here. Like, what am I going to do to loving my life more than I ever have? Then that's where I am now. First of all, yeah, I didn't know that a, a lot of that stuff about you, um, especially your spiritual experience, which is pretty cool. Since you said that, though, it's interesting because then my mind basically like backtracked of your story. So I've had a spiritual experience as well. I grew up Lutheran, too. So uh, yeah. like I believed in God, but the, literally didn't the we go to the I, same church. Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> we just made the Wait, we did. Yeah. I used to play the piano at church. We did go to the same church. Oh my God. But anyway, so it's the only time, like I've always sort of believed in God. And, uh, but of course the only time I like prayed to him was, you know, when I like got in trouble, like, please make my mom like unground me or get me out of jail or whatever. But yeah, stuff that didn't matter. Yeah. Not like actually praying. And after you said like your spiritual experience, it's interesting because I backtracked your story. And do you ever look back and think, oh, that was actually, for example, the people that came to your house. To me, I see that as God working through all of those people, because like you said, all they didn't them. have to do that. So they don't. And she was the one of the first people I met in this town. And I went to the post office that day and it was closed. And I was like, ah, I bundled my son up. I put him in the car seat. I drove all the way there and they're closed. I can't send this thing. And I like took a random back road that I never take behind yeah. my house. That's where I saw that gal, Jess, and I pushed her out of the snow. And if it wasn't for that moment, her husband wouldn't have been like, hey, that new girl's got water in her garage. Go see if she's okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, my, my spiritual advisor, um, um, she told me this story one time, long story short. Basically, the, the moral of the story is we have these times where we think things are negative, like the post office was closed and we can, you know, throw our hands up and we get so upset. And she always tells me, like, when she asks yeah. me how my day is. And if I say bad, she's like, how do you know? You don't know the end of the story. So you don't know what's good or bad. Like when, when me and Miles moved back to Yankton, I thought it was going to be devastating. I didn't want to go, but now it turned out to be like such a blessing. Right. So I don't know ever. if I'd be sober today. I don't know. I probably wouldn't have Reagan, like all of these things. So it's very in the time it's, it's difficult and it sucks. And, and we, yeah. we are so upset, but then all those bitter things, there's usually a reason that they happen. There's always going to be, there's going to be back. light at the tunnel, especially yeah. if you, for me, I feel like now, now if things happen that I perceive them to be negative, I always think I'm like, there's probably a reason to this. I just have to open my mind and my heart and actually watch 
and observe for what direction God wants me to go. And usually it's been working out okay for me. (laughs) And I never would have believed it until the last few years of my life. Like any, anything that would happen. If my car broke down, I'm always like, you know what? It could have saved me from getting in a car accident. It could have saved me from, you know, running someone over. Like you never know what's going to happen. So I I do, I live my life like that every day. I mean, in the, in the past, and especially in the midst of all of this, when my son was born, I was like, woe is me. My life sucks. This is hard. And when I learned to flip that and look at all the good things in my life and look at every bad thing that happens straight up, every trauma that I have, it's done really incredible things in my life in the aftermath. And I would be in a place where if I like dumped a whole cup of coffee on my shirt, I'd be like, what is this? Like, this is ridiculous. (laughs) But then I I laugh at it now. Like if I do something like that, I'm like, all right, like this isn't, this isn't (laughs) worth getting worked up over. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. All of the hard things like turned out to be blessings. And like, I wish I could tell my younger self that, you know, I know, but I totally it's, agree. it's great knowledge to have now. And I, and I see that in my, my friends' lives too. When you see horrible things happening and then it's like, it's all growth. This is one giant classroom. Yeah. We're I always totally learning. Agree with that. I think that it's, yeah. it sounds like too, that, I mean, there are plenty of just being honest, there's plenty of single moms or, or just things that happen that we we either have two choices. We can play the victim or we can rise above because it could be very easy for you to, Oh, you know, that relationship. Yeah. It was unhealthy. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying that it wasn't, I'm not discrediting your feelings by any means, but you, you could have sat in pity in self pity and played the victim and you could still be doing that today, but instead you decided to rise above and you know what I mean? Do you not feel that way? Like you, there's two different people in the world. There's the victim and people that rise above. Yeah, Easily. absolutely. And I, I could have been in a place I could every day where I could play the victim. I think anyone could, but yep. I, I live such a full life. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything about it. And I wouldn't change anything that I've learned in the last few years. Any of the things that I wish didn't happen to me. I'm so glad they did. Life is good. So has anyone ever asked you that? This is kind of off topic. Maybe not. You have this, <laughs> you have this social media page that like your, your artwork, your makeup, all these things that you can do are beautiful. And, you know, you've been in magazines and all of these things. So has anyone ever asked you or said to you, you have no reason to complain because you are oh, I'm sure everybody. Be- do you I'm, know what I'm saying? I'm sure anybody before listening to this, it's probably like, what does she have to whine about? Like, what could Rebecca possibly have to say, you know? And that's like, you could look at anybody and make those generalizations. Like you could be like, oh yeah, like their life looks pretty hard. But then every person has a story. Every person has trauma and these hardships that we go through. And I feel like if you really sit down and talk and connect with any one person, you'll, you'll understand that. And it's, really easy to, to empathize. And just knowing that, you know, I I've been through a lot, but I also, my life is so great. A lot of my problems are first world problems. And, and I have my, you know, I have so much love and I have my three beautiful children and I I'm, I'm really lucky. I'm really blessed. 
And I just think it's made me a more understanding and empathetic person. It's made me want to be in this position where you and I could reconnect and we could talk to other women because I wish someone would have talked to me about all of this, any of this when I was younger. And who knows if I would have listened, but it would have been good to know moving into the future, how, how people go through things and they, they yeah, really 100%. overcome. That's my story. Yeah. <laughs> Feels good. And I'm sure Becky will have more traumas that she can speak about. Um, yeah. I'm like, there needs to be part two and part three, part four, five through 10. <laughs> All good things though, in the end. No, I love it. So if any, I, I don't know how to do an outro for you. I feel like it's weird because we are like the co-hosts of the show. Yeah. That was Rebecca talking about how her life sucked and then it was awesome.